Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on iWorkFram, click on the iWorkFram Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the iWorkFram Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's iWorkForHim.com, iWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Today, another conversation with a couple who are changing the world one radio station at a time. But before we get to our guest, just a challenge to head out to you as we begin this week, this beginning of spring. Have you joined the I Work For Him Nation? Have you taken the time to go out to iWorkForHim.com and see what it takes? We're looking for Christ followers across the nation to make the commitment to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. We're looking for Christ followers across the nation to look for ways to serve those they work with, to look for ways to befriend those that they work with, to look for ways to pray with people when you see that they're just down and out but all along being a person of excellence. That's what it means to join the I Work For Him Nation. It means you recognize that at the end of your day, when you go home, I work for him. That's what it's all about. Each and every day, we draw out that challenge. We put out that challenge. And over the weekend, really, I think in the last week, we added about 15 members to the nation. And it's inspiring because people are starting to understand. You Maybe the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Go out to iWork, the number four, him.com, and join the nation today. You know, but in order for us to recognize that our workplace is our mission field, and, and maybe if you've grown up in the church, it's hard for you to understand it because you didn't hear that message in your church. Romans 12, 2 talks about the paradigm shift that it needs to occur in our mind as we Understand that our workplace is our mission field. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So many of us need to put aside those things that we thought were really important and to recognize that, you know what? We don't have to quit our jobs to go into ministry. We've got a ministry right there where you go each and every day. Don't think you need to go to seminary in order to be a pastor. No. If you're called to being a pastor, you might be a pastor as an engineer or a pastor as a ditch digger or a pastor as a used car sales guy. And boy, are there pastors needed in that world. You may be a pastor attorney or a pastor doctor, but let me just help you understand your workplace. It is your mission field. You've got a high calling on your life. Don't try to fill somebody else's calling. What about your calling? Speaking of calling, you know, and there's countries in this country, the United States of America, so many of us take the radio waves for granted. We don't understand the value that we have in free speech and free communication. You know, if you got if you're on radio, you can say just about anything. You know, there are shock jocks all over radio saying whatever they want to say. 
But there's a lot of countries around our globe that they don't get radio, and they if they get radio, they don't hear anything about Jesus. They don't hear anything about the gospel. Well, I wanted to bring back on a uh, bring on another couple from Trans World Radio for you guys to hear about this incredible ministry and understand there are people listening today, those of you in the listening audience, your skills, your talents are needed on the mission field in radio around the globe. We've got joining us today Gary and Winnie Whitmore. They're with Trans World Radio and they've been with Trans World Radio a long time and I'm going to let them tell you about it. But first, welcome Gary and Winnie. It's good to be here, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you feel that way at the end of the show. I hope <laughs> you feel that way. Well. <laughs> like, I hope that was a good show. You know, I always ask this of every guest because everybody, we get inspired by hearing other people's testimonies. We get inspired by hearing how God has moved in other people's lives. And so I always ask all my guests, how is Jesus Christ making an impact in your life today? So Winnie, ladies first, how's Christ making an impact in your life today? Well, um, my, I, I made a commitment at the beginning of this year, I think, um, that he would help me, Jesus would help me to get more involved in people's lives. And um, through some things that have happened with uh, TWR, Transworld Radio, um, that is coming actually into, into fruition, where uh, I will be into, in contact more with the people who are donating and um, helping the ministry. Hmm. That's fantastic. So you asked the Lord for something, and was it what you thought it was going to be? Did it look the way you thought it looked? It, it really wasn't. It it was uh, more of a surprise. I, I think I considered more the people in my sphere of influence, you know, in the church and in the neighborhood maybe, but this is more far, far-reaching. Hmm. Wow. So God said, you're thinking about a little impact? I got a big impact ready for you. Gary, talk about your the impact Christ making on your life. Well, going way back, I had two goals in life. Grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Had two goals, make a lot of money and stay in my hometown of Memphis for the rest of my life. And I liked engineering, radio, so I went into electrical engineering in college because I could make a lot of money. And when I was a senior got, got a, in, in college, got a hold of me and said, Gary, you've been playing church with me, and I attended church all the time. I want your entire life. So... I gave my life to Christ completely, and now the rest of the story is, I just, um, I've been all around the world. I've been in places like even, and one illustration is, again, I wanted to be in this, I wanted to be in my own little place where I'm comfortable, but I was in Tenement Square, just a, uh, some of your listeners may remember Tenement Square Massacre. Sure. And I was there about a week before that when they guesstimated two million people were in the square. So you say yes to God, and he opens up all kinds of opportunities that we look back and say, that's incredible. And I, and I just wanted to be in my comfort zone. Yeah, and, and God doesn't like us in our comfort zone, because when we're in our comfort zone, then we don't depend on him. There's so much more to the story that Gary and Winnie have. you got to hear how they met. you got to hear how God's been using them and is using the ministry of Trans World Radio. It's easy for me to say, Trans World Radio. Gary and Winnie have been with Transworld Radio together for 37 years, but Gary, you've been with them for how many years? Earlier this month, it was 40 years. 40 years. Why don't you tell a little bit about your starting with Transworld Radio and how you and Winnie ended up together? I started my 40 years ago, landed on the island of 
Bonaire. Now, most people know of Aruba and Curacao. Bonaire is the third of the ABC islands in the very southern... Just north of Venezuela. That's correct. Yep. That's right. It's, it, they were Dutch islands. Um, Transworld Radio in 1964 put in a station there that in those days, I think the most powerful station on AM here in the States is 50,000 watts. This station was 500,000 watts. It was the most powerful station, AM station in the entire Western Hemisphere. So after joining Transworld Radio, and there's a, a story of how I even got there. Again, I mentioned earlier I was giving, I gave my life to Christ. Went ahead and graduated as a degree of a degree in electrical engineering. Went to a Bible college for a year, saying, "God, what do you Where'd want you me to do?" It was it's no longer exists. It's called Mid South Bible College. It's probably very similar to a, to a, a Moody Bible. And I was seeking God's will. What do you want me to do? Somebody from Transworld Radio, who um, was a missionary, came back to their missions conference and shared. And I, what an incredible way! Because I was thinking, God, I've got this degree. I don't think you're calling me to be a pastor. I don't think you're calling me to, to go to seminary. But when I heard about Transworld Radio, that I could mean I could use all the training I got in my schooling that I had for my own glory to make a lot of money, I could use that for for him. So my wife and I joined Transworld Radio, and so it was March 4, 1976, arrived on that beautiful island, and it was. It was hard to imagine. The first day we were there, we were in a house that was about 20 feet from the ocean. Opened up the, you know, you, you're spending six months or a year trying to raise the funds. And then we looked up the the windows at night, and there were the, the antenna lights flashing. It just you know, pinched myself, am I really there? Um, but then what happened is about 10 days after we arrived, a TWR missionary was killed in a motorcycle accident. And his wife, Mary Hawking, was incredibly strong during that time. We thought, She's one of these super Christians. We could never be that way in a, in a tragedy like that. But then nine months later, my wife gave birth to our son, David. And within an hour or two after that, due to complications after childbirth, she went home to be with the Lord. So all of a sudden, one day, it was the day before Thanksgiving of that year, I said, all of a sudden, I was a, a daddy and had no mommy. But... Nine months earlier, I said, how could that lady, Mary Hawking, be so strong? We all believe that God's grace is sufficient. Mm. But he does. I, nine months earlier, I didn't need that grace, but it was available. And too often people, when they go through some kind of tragedy, they say, God, I hate you. Get out of my life. The moment they need him the very most. And praise God, I said, Lord, I need you. And I felt the strong arms of the Heavenly Father pick me up and carry me. During that time, so there, are, and 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 to raise, it was a big responsibility. All of a sudden, you got to uh, got to raise a, a little little baby. And a lot of guys would have packed up and said, "I'm going home." I mean, I can't possibly do this on the mission field. Well, Transfer Radio did ask me to come back to the states and and to raise. Them. I didn't want to, but I was obedient and did it. Um, and you know, to seek God's will, and also I, I would go around to churches introducing. Uh, Transfer, again, Transfer Radio is not known very well here in the States because all of our ministry has been overseas for, for now 62 years. And I would, in, I would go around and introduce myself to pastors, and they'd say, I'm Gary Whitmore of TWR. And they'd say, TWR, oh, you're an airline pilot, just like you had mentioned earlier. That, uh, um, but you know, TWR is the, is the best kept secret 
here in the church here, but it's a household name uh, throughout the world. But what I did, I went to a missions conference at a church that was uh, supporting us. I said, I've never get married again. And it was a very busy conference on a two. How long had you been married? About two and a half years. And, and, and was you just had said I had enough two and a half years was enough? Why did you say you never wanted to get married again? Well, when you love somebody, mm-hmm. you know, how can you all of a sudden you know, start looking elsewhere? You can't imagine loving again. That's right. Okay. And I went to this conference, and it was a, it was late getting to the church on a Tuesday morning. I rushed. I checked the bulletin, rushed in. There was a meeting in the sanctuary, so I rushed into the sanctuary, sat down in the back pew since I was late. It was an all-women's meeting. I wasn't supposed to be there, but... God wanted me there because the, the woman missionary speaker was sharing that her husband's first wife died on the mission field, left him two sons. So I thought, well, I'm in better shape than that guy. Uh, and he said he would never get married again until the smallest of the two sons came up to him once and said, Daddy, don't you think God has had Mommy long enough we could have her back for a while? So it broke the guy's heart. Broke my heart. Okay, David needs a mom, so I'm open. But then Transworld Radio opens a new station on the island of Guam out in the Western Pacific to broadcast into China and throughout Asia, needing engineers. Would I go with David out out to do that? So obediently I said yes. And again, it was a military island. Even though I said, God, I'm willing to get married again, I was going to place that seemed impossible <laughs> to for God to answer that prayer. Mm, okay. So... Now, the story gets really good, because, Winnie, how did you get tied into this story? The way I got tied in was, first of all, I was praying probably for, I don't know, five or six months, I don't remember how long now, that God would either provide me with a Christian husband or lead me to a full-time ministry he wanted He wanted me to get involved with. And I didn't know it, but my mother's best friend had gone down to Bonaire to do some volunteer work for Transworld Radio. And probably about two months after she came back, we were sitting next to each other at a wedding shower one day at our church. And she leaned over to me and she said, I don't know why, but I feel really led to tell you about this man that I heard about while I was on Bonaire. And um, she proceeded to tell me about Gary and what had happened and where he was now and so on. And she said, do you think you'd be uh, interested in writing to him? And right away, that prayer popped into my mind that I'd been praying, asking God for. And um, I said, sure, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to write. So she wrote a letter to Gary, introdu- introducing him to me, but he didn't know this lady, my yeah, mom's so best I, friend. Yeah, so way out of Guam, I get a letter from a wooden, woman I didn't know, introduced me to a woman I didn't know, would I be willing to write? And still to this day, I think if I would not have been at that all-woman's meeting in Birmingham, I would have said no. But I did. <laughs> So you wrote the letter. What, yes, is, what do you yes. say to a guy you don't know? Hey, by the way, I mean, what do you say? Well, the funny thing is, is I, I was. It just so happened that I was just getting ready to go on a trip with my mom to the Netherlands. My mom and dad are from the Netherlands, and I was going on a trip with her there to meet some of my relatives there. And so I wrote the first letter. I remember now. I wrote the first letter on the plane on the way to the Netherlands, and that's what <laughs> that's what I talked about. You know, that I was going over there and. I don't remember everything I wrote in that first letter, but uh, it must have worked. That, it must have been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things you don't. I talked about. You don't have them. You don't have it. You haven't oh, kept well, all the. Okay, do. you do. It ended up being. So, so you get a letter from a stranger, and what? I mean, we have to. We only got. We got a minute. So we got to go to break. <laughs> we get a letter from a stranger. I mean, how'd you end up? How did she end up being your wife? 
well, 130 letters. And uh, again, it was very expensive for phone calls. We started doing a couple of phone calls. I came back to the States to meet her around Christmas time. I didn't have peace about it because I think I was a chicken. But she was wonderful. But it was a long trip back out to, to Guam. And uh, but then the Lord, then I asked for wise counsel. Again, TDPR had a local station there on Guam, and I wrote two of our broadcasters, what should I do? They both wrote back and said, we see no reason why you shouldn't marry her. So I was running out of excuses. Wow. <laughs> 130 letters later. And how did you propose? By letter or did you do it in person? Well, she had to be really officially accepted as a TWR missionary so we could really be officially um, uh, engaged. So up at the headquarters of TWR used to be in Chatham, New, New Jersey. So she was accepted. We walked out to a local school at a park, park bench and, and proposed. So... Well, and Winnie has said yes, and 37 years later, you sit here before us. They've got a lot more story to talk about. Gary and Winnie Whitmore with Transworld Radio. You can find them online at TWR.org, TWR.org. Now, you may not have heard about Transworld Radio, and here's why. Their majority of their ministry happens now, has happened for decades overseas. We don't have a restriction on our airwaves here. You can hear about Jesus no matter where you are in the United States of America. Some people may not like it, but they can flip the channel. But there are countries all across the globe where you don't have that option. Transworld Radio puts radio stations in strategic areas around the globe so they can broadcast into areas that don't want to have anything about Jesus, but they can't block it. Because radio is incredibly powerful. Gary, you mentioned before the first break that one of the stations on the name of that island down just north of Venezuela, what did you call it? What's Bonaire. It? Bonaire. Bonaire. Curacao, I've seen, and Aruba, of course, I can sing the song, which I won't. 500,000 watts. Did they get a license to do that, or did they just buy enough equipment to be able to do that? Well, you everything we do in all these countries is approved by by the government, and uh, we even have some stations now. Some of the look. By the way, if you think about it, talking about places where you cannot, and um, well, well listen, don't don't yeah. go away from my point first. So, five hundred thousand watts is it heading towards um, South America? Then the antennas are directional; they are broadcast at night north towards Cuba. Okay. During during the morning, they'll broadcast uh, also in the early in the evening uh, south in Spanish, but also in 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 the mornings in Portuguese. Uh, we we met this. Um, he's he's a pastor, or he's the uh, head of missions at Reformed Theological Seminary in Jackson, Mississippi. He's Brazilian. He was a missionary in the Amazon region uh, during those days, and he stated that Transworld Radio discipled all of his converts. Mm. So you you can. You know, rotate where you're broadcasting to, but so you're hitting all of Brazil. Can you can you hit all of Brazil with a 500,000 watt station at night? Probably at least half of it. Now we have lowered the power through the years because when the station started in 1964, you could not broadcast on local stations in the Latin American countries. Now you can. Got it. Got it. But now we've realized that uh, places in Brazil, in Cuba, the signals heard well on the eastern end, but not the uh, rest of the country. So we have gotten approval by the by the Dutch government to raise the power back up to almost 500,000 watts again. Well, in Cuba, you know, all my friends who have gone there on business trips uh, talk about how incredibly open that area is to the gospel. And just so the people, well, their people are dying to get out of there, 
but they're really dying to hear the message of Christ. They, they just, they're so hungry for it. It's amazing. And I've got friends that are missionaries in just outside of the jungles in the Amazon in Brazil. And they talk about how, you know, as white people, they're not allowed into the jungles anymore. But the internet is, and they, you can get in lots of different ways. So it's incredible. So let's just, let's talk about you. Thank you for sharing your story, by the way, on how God took your faith and said, okay, you said you were willing to do whatever, and and Gary, and he put you in Guam, and, and Winnie, you said, I, I'd like a husband or a ministry, and he gave you both, and he sends you across the world, halfway across the world. These 37 years that you guys have been together as husband and wife, how many different countries have you guys lived in? Well, after we got married, um, we, we moved to Guam. So we were on Guam for, what, about three years, yeah. I think. And then after that, we were transferred to Hong Kong. We were there for eight years. And then after that, we went to Singapore for almost a year and then back to Guam for two years. And then you were back to the states. That's yes. correct. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See, a lot, a lot of Asia. So that's that's good yes. to get exposure. All right. So here's the question: Transworld Radio. What what's the mission of Transworld Radio today? Because you because you're saying it's changing. Because obviously there's internet. I mean, I I read a statistic. Actually, I had a guy on. I don't remember who it was. It might have been the other Transworld Radio guy, but it might have been somebody else that said that 93 percent of the globe now has access to wireless internet. That's true. That's why we have changed our name we talked about we are twr instead of just transworld radio now many parts of the world radio is still the way you're going to reach people we've just opened up a, a station about a year ago we cannot say where it is it's all legal with the government but it's broadcasting we call it pani stands for pakistan afghanistan northern india and it's a half a million watt transmitter uh, broadcast in several languages, including like Pashtun, which is the language most of the Taliban speak. But also we are um, using many uh, internet sites that Transworld Radio has. In fact, we just, um, in India, we are getting, um, I heard a report from India that there were over 60 million hits on our websites in India. 60 million? That's what it said. It was of course, 60 that's a million. small percentage of their population, but that's still a ton of people. I mean, that's one-fifth of our population, but in India, that's not even a, well, that's about a tenth. Let's see, 60 million. No, that's about 5%. That's Yeah, it's like 5%. And also, they were downloading, this, it was 40 million hours of programming. So they're downloading the so it's and is that your TWR360 that they're, down, that they're listening There's to? There's TWR360. There's also... TWR India has a number of websites. So they do. TWR India, okay. Yes. And um, in India itself, we broadcast. Now, we cannot broadcast in India. There's many countries we cannot broadcast in. Now, that's something for your listeners to realize. Here, uh, we live over now in Lakeland, Florida, so there we can probably tune in to you know, four or five Christian stations 24 hours a day. But uh, you think about it, and I've been on the North Korean-China border. In, in China, you cannot broadcast locally. Um, in North Korea, you cannot, like in Vietnam, in India, you cannot set up a Christian radio station of the Stan countries, Middle East, North Africa. That's more than half the world's population where you cannot have a WTBN. So that's where we've been able to set up these very powerful AM stations to broadcast at night, reaching into these countries using their, their language. But then also we are using a lot more and more because I'm very thankful that the leadership at TDVR didn't say, well, we're always going to use radio and only radio because that's part of our name. 
we have our leaders all around the world who they know in their region, in their country, what are people listening to media-wise. Is it the internet? Is it texting? Is it radio? So, so there's many, many opportunities which, which we do. So you were an engineer, an electrical engineer. Correct. So people are thinking, well, but this is a radio place. They need radio people. But no, they really need people with lots of different technical skills. Is that still a need today? Very much so. Um, we need people. And then there I was, a young person saying, well, I feel God's calling me into missions, but I'm just an engineer. There's probably many of your listeners saying, I'm just an accountant. I'm just an IT guy. I'm just a tower climber. We need all those type of people, always from assistants, you know, secretaries, almost everything which we, which you, you know, that that a person uses, uh, does, TDBR can, can actually use those type of people. And other ministries can too, but especially TDBR is more, more technical. So as your daily roles, so you're, you're, are you still using your engineering on a daily basis? Not very much now, but uh, what the mission realized and what I realized, God used the um, interest in radio and, and electronics to get me into Transworld Radio. But then they realized that my more gifts were in administration. So when we, the reason we moved to Hong Kong is back in those days, our programming office that made all the decisions for the Guam station, which had four transmitters broadcasting in 25 languages all the way from Siberia to Indonesia, and you don't want to put your Indonesian broadcast to Russia and vice versa. So, uh, so I was that's that's was my admit. So it's kind of like being a program director here, but four transmitters, twenty five languages. So your signal in Guam could reach Siberia and all of the islands of Indonesia. Yes. Now let me tell you a story about Siberia. We just um, within a month ago were at a missions conference, and there were two couples from from the Ukraine. But we knew that one couple they were Americans, but we kept hearing that. Did you hear that this couple from the Ukraine came to Christ through Transworld Radio's ministry? So we finally met this couple. What happened? Again, most of Transworld Radio's Russian broadcast into Europe were from our station in Monte Carlo, definitely in the, in the Iron Curtain days, broadcasting you know, behind the Iron Curtain. We also broadcast from Guam, Russian, to Siberia. But this couple were in the Ukraine, and he, that was in 1993, he listened to Transworld, it was not Monte Carlo Russian, but the, the Russian from Guam, I checked on Google Maps, 6,500 miles away, God, and I'll use the Russian broadcast from Guam to change his life. You can find out about how you can plug in to Transworld Radio. They need you and your skills. Transworld Radio, TWR.org, TWR.org. And apparently, if you go to the About page, there's a great video for you to watch. I didn't pull it up just yet. I haven't figured out how to do that while I talk. I can't talk and type at the same time. Their mission field is the radio world. Gary, a trained electrical engineer. Winnie, we haven't asked you, what were you trained in? Well, I graduated from college uh, with a degree in elementary ed, but never used it. Well, that's not true. You raised three children. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I did. I did homeschool David for a couple of years. Well, there you go. So now you got that. And but now your your role on a daily basis. You mentioned that you said to the Lord at the beginning. You didn't. You said this off there. You said, Lord, I want to be able to have a way where I can get involved with more people. And so, how has God answered that prayer for you? Well, it's is just. Beginning this year, well, just a couple weeks ago, really, that um, I'm uh, going to be getting more involved with 
<clears throat> excuse me, staying in touch with uh, um, donors to the to the mission, um, being in touch with them through mail or by phone. You know, encouraging them, thanking them for their contributions, for their interest in the mission, and also for their prayers, because prayer is very important. Mm. You know, I, I have a lot of missionaries that I don't financially support yet, but I pray for them often, and and I now understand. You know, when 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 I was a kid, and they'd come do their slide presentations, and missionaries say, "Listen, if you can't afford to support me, if you'll just pray," I never understood because a lot of times, then I'll send them an email, say, "Hey, I was just praying for you." How do you want me? To, is there something specific you want me to pray for? And and I know how that touches your hearts because you need people like that supporting you because you're fighting a battle out there. It is a spiritual battle, yes. Yeah, and we and we 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 considered a two way uh, relationship too. I mean, not only are people praying for the ministry, but we would like to pray for them as well. I, I get some great emails from listeners, and, and they kind of share some stories, and I've gotten to know a lot of them. And, and, and I'll say, well, how can I pray for you? And they're like, oh, you're too busy. You're a radio talk show. You can't pray for me. I'm like, oh, no, I'll pray for you. If you got something specific, I'll pray for you. Just contact me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. Gary, we kind of teased before the break that Transworld Radio needs people from our listeners in lots of different ways. I mean, the support, financial support, in order for you to do the things like up your uh, broadcast wattage out of um, Bonaire. Bonaire. <laughs> you know, it would help Good if I actually, I know exactly where it is on the map. And I didn't know about these islands until I moved to Florida because they're always referencing those are the Windward Islands, right? Or those are the Leeward Islands. Windward Islands. Well, it's, it's very windy. <laughs> right, right. Those are the Windward Islands. And, and they're always referencing, well, here comes the hurricane and they're out at the Windward Islands. And, and so I, then I'm like, well, look, I didn't realize there was all that chain. They, they kind of go up and, and head into the, the Caribbean. But what's, so I know it costs money to increase your wattage. I mean, you're talking about electricity and generators and more equipment. So you, you need money. Everybody knows, hey, missionary organizations need money. But you guys are putting it into good use. But you really need people. Talk about your people needs. We have, and I mean, when we were overseas, you'd have tape recorders. We'd have all of our tapes from Hong Kong going to, to Guam by air freight to these big 10-inch uh, reels of, of tape. But now there's no tape recorders on, on most of our stations because it's all done on computers. And then it's sent by FTP or through the Internet to the uh, to the transmitter sites and so on. So we have tremendous needs in in IT type stuff. Again, we got these um, uh, TWR 360, which is an incredible app we have in like 42 languages now getting up with 600,000 visit, visits each month. Uh, we have we need people that that uh, so you need from, you need some youngsters you need some millennials some young millennials that understand the internet and all the facets of the internet you need some, I mean that's what you, and you need some experienced IT professionals so correct. I'm looking at the you also need people willing to climb an antenna yes we do because I see on here antenna <laughs> you know, maintenance specialist and an antenna rigger I'm thinking. You know, there's probably guys in New York City that are used to rigging, you know, really tall buildings, so antenna rigging wouldn't be such a big deal. That would not be a job for me. Well, I've done some of that work. I mean, I, I always claim the verse, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. But uh, <laughs> but there are some people, that's what they do full time. You could imagine like on Guam or these other locations where we have these towers and they need, like uh, we mentioned Bon Air again. Incredible place to broadcast from because the salt water is right there next to it. And usually radio waves are absorbed into the earth, but it's reflected off the salt water. But guess what the salt water does? 
corrodes the antennas. So you've got to be, we have people up there all the time painting. And uh, How tall are these towers? I think on Guam, they're right now 400 and something feet. You mean Bonaire? Uh, yes. Or well, how tall are they on Guam? Uh, 220 feet. Okay. All right. So <laughs> they're much, much shorter. But so, one, one thing, uh, about, to tie it all together, prayer and, and like the rigors and so on, one uh, I think prayer is very important. Now, here in Florida, we have hurricanes. Out on Guam, we have typhoons, which is really the same thing, but they're called something different across the dateline. But right. usually they're much more powerful out, out there. And the ante- usually think of an antenna as just the towers and for an AM or FM. But these stations on shortwave, the antennas are the towers hold them up. But there's insulators and wires about the size of a football field, but vertical that the towers hold up. And you could imagine what a 50-mile-per-hour wind would do, let alone a 200-mile-per-hour wind would do to these, an- to these antennas. So we, we need prayer for, in fact, last year, uh, I, I do send out an email update each week of things to pray about. And a, one of these typhoons was heading right towards the station. You could see on the tracking. And I sent out this email update. And then the storm, instead of going directly to, to that was three, three days out, the storm went this way backwards and went around around Guam. And all the weather people said, storms don't do that. It's impossible. Yeah, well, God does that impossible. <laughs> I see also you need broadcast engineers, broadcast technicians, broadcast and studio engineers. You need managers. You need administrative assistants. We, you yeah, we, we talk about the young people. We need experienced people. You know, hey, so you we, need some people with gray hair. We do. <laughs> how and do we teach those young people how to do it? <laughs> and these jobs aren't all in the U.S. either. Yeah. Well, they're, no, I'm assuming most the of these are around the world. Yeah. Yes, they are. Well, yeah, Sri Lanka, Benin, I don't know where that is. That's Guam. West Africa. That's yeah. West Africa. Got it. Okay. Uh, not specified, not specified. Those are places that if they told you they'd have to kill you, and then what good would you do? All right. So you've got all these different, you've got these needs. How, I mean, how goes your recruiting? I mean, how do you let people know that you've got those, those, uh, I mean, how do you get it? I mean, how do you get the word out? Well, we got the website. We come and talk okay, on, on radio stations like this. Okay, but people to go to your website like to find out about it. Yes, okay. so that's why we're, we're here. This here, here today. Of course, we need funding. We need the prayer, but we need the people. Because as you noticed, I've got a little bit more gray hair than the, even in our prayer card that I gave you. So uh, we're needing those those people to come on board. I mean, I couldn't climb a tower now if I had to. And all the technology has changed so much that uh, you know can't teach those old dogs new tricks. So we need young. Who are very? I mean, even talk going overseas. Most of those would be missionaries. They have to raise their funds. But guess what? God is capable. Amen. If God's calling you, don't hold back. Because well, how about the funding? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills also. So talk about the follow up. So you're broadcasting into areas where the gospel can't go by feet, and it can't. A lot of times, can't go in writing. I mean, you know, Bibles are illegal. You know, you can't have a church. You can't be a pastor. But you broadcast in there. How are your coordination efforts working with those secret people on the grounds, you know, plugging them in? I mean, you're broadcasting in the gospel in lots of different ways and lots of different fashions. Where's the follow-up on that? Sometimes the the radio broadcast themselves is the only follow-up. But depends on the country and who we have on. We, we dep- depend upon the, the local churches, the, the local Christians, to, to do follow-up and we partner with them, other missionary agencies who have boot, boots on the ground. Um, we we do use, we used to many years ago say, okay, you've heard this broadcast, tune in next week to hear it again. 
But now we can say tune in next week. But if you have internet access, you can get get onto TWR 360, and you'll have tons of archived information that you can listen to. And also what's great about uh, sites like this is you can, when somebody listens to this message and says, you know, who really needs to hear that is Jim. So I can just click a button and send a link to you by email or, or, or text. So each country is different, and that's why we have people who are responsible in these countries because they know the um, media that people are listening to and also how to do the follow-up. There are some, hey, in some of the countries in the Middle East, North Africa, and the Stan countries, um, it is, in fact, when we share, we basically say who— The Stan countries. That's what you were saying. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, so like Tajikistan and Afghanistan. Uzbekistan. And Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan. The Stan countries. Yes. Got it. Very, the, very— The Eastern Bloc, the former Many of those Soviet countries, Republic. it is illegal to even have somebody convert to Christianity or to share the gospel. Uh, with them. It is tremendous. Satan has always used, uh, make it very difficult for, difficult for people to hear the gospel due to religion or, or countries, governments. But then also when they do hear, it is very difficult. Okay, I've heard the gospel. I believe it's true. But you know, in my country, if I can convert to Christianity, I'll probably die. We get letters like that all the time. So mm-hmm. we've got it. Pretty good here in the good old USA. Yes, we do. Winnie, 37 years on the field with Trans World Radio all over the world, raising raising some kids. What's been the hardest thing for you as as the wife of a missionary and as a missionary? Because you're both, and you're a mom, you're a mom, a wife, a missionary. You've probably had to learn some other languages, or I mean, what's been the hardest thing? There really wasn't other languages to learn. I did learn some Cantonese in Hong Kong, but everyone there speaks speaks English, even though it is British English, but it's still English. Um, the hardest thing, I think, for me was to be so far away from family, from mom and my sister and brothers, <clears throat> and missing some important events in their lives, and not having Thanksgiving dinner together and that kind of thing. But God gives you family wherever you are. I mean, the people that we worked with, the fellow missionaries, the nationals, they become your family, and you get real close. Mm. I mean, it's I'm just amazed. When you shared your story at the beginning of the show, and in case you guys listen and missed it, of how these two met, uh, and really, they met via mail, the obedience that the two of you had to, I mean, obedience was a big step. You guys both had to be obedient. But some big steps, you were like, the whole Abraham going to Canaan. Well, where's that? Just start walking. I'll let you know where to stop. I mean, that's really what you guys did. You guys have had to do that. You got 40 years of doing that. Does it ever get tiring, Gary? Being obedient all the time. As I get older, you know the the, uh, the body is weak, the flesh is weak, but just the the joy because being overseas for so long. And I mean, we would when we were in Hong Kong, um, we would get letters from people in, in China. And I think that the letter I, I was mentioning also about, about the antennas and so on. And one time a storm did come through and damaged the antennas. We went went off the air for a couple of weeks without letting our listeners know. And we got this letter from. Sichuan province, China, from a couple saying, we did, and it was at Christmas time. We didn't realize at Christmas time you'd be taking a holiday. But you were off there so long, we thought the Lord had returned and had left us behind. But they said, oh, we we're so thankful when you came back on the air. So knowing that what we're doing is reaching people with the gospel, where even though we're behind the scenes, I think it's going to be a great uh, party in heaven when we hear all the stories of life's 
that have been changed. So it's well worth it. Ah, I can't wait to meet some of the people that have been impacted uh, to, to hear some of those stories. I mean, because the stories are just amazing how people's lives get impacted by Christ. We're talking today with Gary and Winnie Whitmore. They were Trans World Radio. You can find out more about Trans World Radio and how you can get involved. TWR.org. There's a, st- a spot on there of, hey, they're looking for people like you. Gary and Winnie, I asked you, okay, is there one thing we want to cover before we're done today? And and you just brought up something that's so powerful. Churches all across the United States and really all around the world are sending short-term tri- uh, mission teams all over the place. But they, they're there for a week, and then they go. How can Transworld Radio help them? What people can do, let us know ahead of time where you're going. So when you're there for a week, you could be meeting people. And depending upon which country you're in, you can tell them, and pass out cards, and we can get that, that information for you. Or the internet site saying, by the way, 7 o'clock tonight, unlike if it's in Cuba, 800 kilohertz every night. So what you can do, when you're gone, the people that you've left that information with can be listening to the gospel message or being discipled you know, each day for the next year and years after that. So if they contact you ahead of time, they can find out from you how- Here's where they can find somebody on the radio dial. That's right. The other thing they could do on the homepage of TWR.org, at the very bottom, you'll see it says either language or country. So if you're in a certain country, you can click on that and give you the entire list of the frequencies and times of programs. And you guys would gladly partner with any missions organization. Absolutely. All right. Gary and Winnie Whitmore from Transworld Radio, TWR.org. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. TWR.org. Thanks so much for tuning in today as we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio program. It's been a fast-moving conversation talking about radio ministry, but also about how you, with your skills that you're using today in your job, are needed overseas. Go out to TWR.org and find out how they can use you. Hey, go out to our website, IWorkForHim.com. If you would just take time tonight and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and just read what we're looking for people to start praying for their co-workers and employees by name each and every day and you can also when you're there look at the bottom of the front page and thank our show sponsors by clicking on their websites what did you learn today about how we can take this city for jesus christ you know we heard stories today about a lot of countries out there where it's illegal for you to preach the gospel, for you to start a church, even to broadcast a radio station. But the cool part is those countries are next to other places where it's not illegal. And the Ministry of Transworld Radio helps get the gospel in areas that never could get there by foot. They can only get there by airwaves. And everybody needs a little air. How can you get involved in the ministry of Transworld Radio? They needed engineers, they need broadcast engineers, they need people to climb antennas, they need administrative assistants, they need managers, they need IT people, they need people to help promote this ministry and and support this ministry around the globe. There are billions of people who need to hear the truth about Jesus, and you can help get it there. You can help. Check out Transworld Radio online at TWR.org. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio program with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. So let's take this city.